1: when you're in the, you know when you're in a plane you put the life mask on you have to do it before you put it on anyone else and if you're not taking care of yourself if you burn out then everything else is going to suffer and tumble but i understand that is such a difficult thing for for women to get their head around because we're so used to being of service particularly black women
2: you are listening to the dope black moms podcast we have Malika Faye self-care advocate dope black mother 3 and personal trainer and we are here to talk about how to acknowledge you are the shit. And I need help with this, like serious, deep breath help. So in my day job, I'm a talent agent. And I, I actually think most days I am the shit. I'm speaking to Marvel, Killing Eve, Bridgerton, HBO. I'm like, yeah, me and my clients are smashing it. We're booking. Cool. With my kids, I'm like super hands-on, Mary Poppins doing all that, but... the quiet moments that i have to myself i'm super messy like in the shower sometimes i'm just overcome by like crippling fear tears um super massive imposter syndrome going on so this week went to um the jerk hut with the kids after after school and the guy in the stands like hi empress i see you with the children you're wondrous and i was like okay wondrous (laughs) Uh, um and I was so shocked at him calling me Wondrous, I started crying. And he was like, no one said that to you for a while, have they? And like, just overcome by all the feels. Has this, could, anything I'm saying, can you relate to this, Malaika? Anything, <laughs> anything at all?
0: Fully, fully, all of it. All of the juggling, the multiple hats you've got to wear. Advice listen being a mom being a full-time work full-time employee running your own business raising the kids and then trying to find time to to do you and take care of you um but what resonated with what you just said is that compliment listen sometimes people lash you with a compliment yeah and it just takes you back like tears come to the eyes yeah. like oh yeah. someone just said to me like girl you really inspire me the other day and it just made me think oh my God, sometimes like I wake up in the morning and I'm just like I can't today I just I can't do you know what I mean but when yeah. someone comes to you yeah. with that energy and says how much they see in you what they need and how much you inspire yeah. them that that to me I'm still seeing... humbles me and gives me a kick up the backside to say just crack on sis keep doing what you're doing yeah
2: and with Mm -hmm. your fitness work you must get a lot of women coming to you struggling with these sort of issues these sort of themes
0: yeah yeah and what's kind of really um I guess what's dope about that is that as a woman I struggle with the same things as well so it's not coming from a place of I'm up here and everyone's coming to me for this advice, which is how some people might see it. It's never that. It's like I'm fully a human being, a woman, a fully, I guess, humble woman experiencing life and going through the exact same things. Some things I've already been through, some things I'm yet to go through. So I'm just so down to earth, I guess, with it all when people come to me I'm just like yeah how can we help how can I help and obviously it's my expertise not to dull down I've done a lot of work and I've you know I've done, got my qualifications and done my my graft but it's still just yeah just being on that level as being a, a real woman that's what I stand by really yeah
2: I guarantee that's why okay. your page is popping that's why women are connecting to you that's why you you're getting amazing testimonies no that's thank it. you <laughs> Yeah, so we have Yolanda here, coming to rescue us. The Mm. founder of the Festival of Confidence, podcaster, lingerie, flaunter, anti-racism activist, confidence and mental health advocate, and so much more. Welcome, Yolanda. Hi, how are you doing? Good, good. In desperate need of your help. (laughs) (laughs) You heard us earlier, just... We need help acknowledging the fact that we are the shit. Why is this so difficult for me and for other women to say out loud?
1: Um, I think it's difficult for women because, I mean the patriarchy internal internalized and external forces mean we have to do all the things and be all the things and we have to do all of those things to a particular level and there's a weird i don't know who it was someone in the past set a standard and for some reason everyone is still trying to break their back to reach it we need to go back in time tell that person to chill out and we need to remove this weird standard and it's really i think especially particularly with mums i see you always forget to look after yourselves it's really frustrating and i get it you have created little lives and those little lives are basically, I don't know, you created something that literally uses and takes your life force, but while being entertaining and loving, and then you put so much of yourselves in, you just forget yourselves, just Absolutely. completely forget.
2: Mm-hmm. E- even down to the practicals of in the morning, the school run, the military school run, you've got to keep <laughs> on it to get to do your timings, but you can have your shower last. Yeah. You can do your hair last. Mm. and get, you can, So like, it's always rush, rush, rush. you not going to spend much time. I'll just whack this on. and won't think about it. Mm-hmm. But the kid, like my kids go out creamed, mm. teeth, sparkling, <laughs> matching pants. Yeah. Like, I'm like, let me just grab whatever and, and check it on because it's yeah. just a scramble.
1: Yeah. We t- you talked about this it. like a military routine, which is obviously scheduled, but you, you forgot to schedule yourself. And- Constant. Yeah. Mm. You just always forget. And obviously I understand it's like, I have, I'm, I'm the eldest of six. So I know what it's like to live in a household with a lot of people as well. So it is that thing. It's like, where do you fit yourself in? But it's like a lot, the life mask allergy. Um, energy, sorry analogy can't speak today so I went to the gym and it was an incredibly hard workout Um, but um when you're in you know when you're in a plane you put the life mask on you have to do it before you put it on anyone else and if you're not taking care of yourself if you burn out Mm -hmm. then everything else is going to suffer and tumble but I understand that it's such a difficult thing for for women to get their head around because we're so used to being of service particularly black women Mm -hmm. as well it's like everybody wants your service in every in all these different ways and it can be anyone work everything the standards for us are so much higher again mm. in every walk of life because there is so much judgment so it's just it's, it's difficult and that's why women need to know how to acknowledge that they're the shit
2: mm-hmm. this is why we, we are here to try and break this down so what are the first steps what's your what what are the basics what can we be doing
1: so the basics of how to acknowledge... I actually wrote a, a small guide to this on... Um, this is what I need,
2: a step-by-step guide. Refresh
0: us.
1: So there's um, a thing in that... So my sister is a psychologist. She is also a dope-black mum. She has two children. And while having her two children, she managed to do... The remasters and is finishing her doctorate because, of course, that's why she's yeah, done. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But so five degrees is what she needs, apparently. But anyway, <laughs> so she told me about this thing called a reflection toolkit. And she said this fits in really well with confidence. It's And we we're talking about um, during the pandemic, I was creating lots of mental health content and confidence content based on the fact that people were frankly losing their minds is the nicest possible way I can put it. And in all different ways, it may just be like a tiny bit of losing your mind. Like I live by myself there were some conversations with my plants, right through to if you live in a house and there's lots of people, you're kind of sick of them after a while. My friend Shakira was hiding behind her washing machine from her children just to have a break. So <laughs> it's different for
2: everyone. It's just... I can relate to that yeah, often.
1: Just I, sitting I, there, I, she sent me a yeah. picture just sitting behind it eating a chocolate bar, like, no, I just I, want to be by myself. Totally. i let the wrapper crunch often, and let them hear it. <laughs> I've never seen yeah. anyone eat a chocolate so silently no. in my life.
2: But, I, um, <laughs> I often long out a week you know in the toilet long yeah. out just a little bit just stay by yourself
1: oh <laughs> so with that in mind my when I was discussing this with my sister I said I want to write something about how people can really acknowledge how they have made it through this time but it's not just for it's not just for COVID this is this is for post COVID this worked before COVID this is a thing so the main thing is it's about writing a note to yourself acknowledging acknowledging what you've done the whole thing is about acknowledgement it's about acknowledging your vulnerability is about acknowledging your strength and acknowledging how you got through something because we so often make this journey and we haven't stopped to work out how the freaking hell we got to there we just think we just magically woke up and got there but actually in all that in that on that journey you took all these different steps mm. and this whole thing is about acknowledging that so the main thing is is you write down and there's like a bunch of questions and it's like what are the things that you've learned so you can have a milestone so for because it's been a, a, like the trying time for le- literally everyone on the planet you can say what we'll go back to like the first day of like og lockdown the original one
2: mm-hmm.
1: what are some of the main things you've learned since then just noting that down so it could be about knowing that from now on i should always have five kilograms of pasta right through to i do not take enough time for myself or, you want a different lifestyle,
2: yeah. different work-life balance. Exactly, yeah.
1: yeah. So you acknowledging all those things. And then what should your past self look out for? Now, this is really just about going back and just saying, well, I should have got more pasta in. And you really, I'm really leaning into this pasta one. I should have got more pasta in. I should have done X, Y, and Z. This is what I should look out for. There will be days when you'll feel rubbish. There will be days when you feel this. It's really just acknowledging all those little bits and bobs. And by reflecting and looking at those, You're also kind of looking at some of the negative things that you've got over without kind of realising it. Um, And then what is the best advice that you could give your past self? So what would you tell yourself? Like what, and then that, that makes you acknowledge what it is you've actually learned, and acknowledge what it is you've actually achieved. And then the other ones are, what would you tell yourself to get through some of the challenges that you faced? What would you tell yourself about the successes and the way you've dealt with them? And then acknowledging as well what type of people helped you along the way, what type of people made your life harder, because it's really important to realize when people are shitty. And then it's that's and,
2: hard though, isn't it? That 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 is a hard one when you're in yeah. the moment.
1: Exactly, which is one. why it's about going back. Because then by writing that down and in that reflection, it isn't just about thinking, okay, cool, this is great. You're also going to start learning about what it is that you've done start learning to acknowledge it and then you'll start kind of logging it as well because if Mm. you never sit down and you never reflect you never you never you haven't learned anything or you're not you may have learned something but you're not really understanding what you've learned and one of the ways to acknowledge that you're the shit is understanding what you've learned so it's understanding okay so who helped me through this well this particular friend was great this person Not so much. So then therefore you would know, well, I'm not going to go near that person if I need help. And then you are eliminating a huge problem from yourself or it may even give you the strength to kind of talk, talk that through and work Mm -hmm. out where there might be some kind of issue or communication issue. And then I really I think this is one of the most important ones, I think. The final one. Who do you wish you'd spent more time with or talking to? And this is quite important in lots of different areas of life, even, for example, on social media. Really speaking to, spending time with, and looking at things that are a force for good in your life Mm -hmm. and a force for positive change. Not like toxic positivity like we're acknowledging. We're not talking about any of the negative stuff. I'm just meaning just someone who, who should that person have been or who was that person. And going forward, then you would know as well, kind of what I suppose what personality traits you want to be closer to, who you might want to speak to more, that kind mm. of thing. So yeah, so that's the good that's that's kind of that exercise. So once it's done, you read it back. And then when you read it back, really read it. Like if you're eating a meal slowly and enjoying it. Really read it. And so really right. take in those sentences. And then be really proud. Because even if you feel like you have train wrecked your way through something, the fact that you got to that destination means parts of that train wreck were working and you have to be proud of that Mm -hmm. and then look at what you've learned and then really really look at what you did to get to that point because all of these things are little successes and then then put it away put it away fold it up put it in a drawer if it's typed up you hide it away you move the file and when you feel like you need a boost and you need to be reminded go back and then read it and then that's the moment you're like, yeah, I'm the ship. I've done this and I can do this again. And I, next time I'm going to do it, I'll do it better. Next time I'll do it, I'm going to sail through or I'm going to be able to face those challenges because I did it already. And those things will just help to, I don't know, it's like if you you just kind of feel almost like a life on a computer game, you can start filling yeah. up again, mm-hmm. can't you? Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. so that's the kind of the main, that reflection toolkit is the main thing, I think, to really start to connect with yourself on that
2: feels like a whole life audit or like a an MOT just like
1: exactly it doesn't even have to be long because I said this I guess I listed those questions so it always feels longer when you're listing them but if you just look at them it could just be bullet points it doesn't have to be full-on writing everything down you could record it you could record voice notes to yourself just whatever way you want to do it is a way you can do it and that's and then just how you can then just read it back and just feel just feel good
2: so we've done that, mm-hmm. we're feeling good, yeah. we're reflective, we, we, we're, we're, we're on the straight and narrow.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How do we maintain it?
1: How do so we stay there? Okay, so maintaining it is I mean, there's um, like at the top of the show, you said something that was a, like a note I'd made to myself to say. To not cry I, in the shower? Accept the compliments
2: except yes. for compliments
1: we spend a lot of time rejecting compliments and not internalizing them but we want to we want to compliment people we want to tell people when they look nice we want to tell people they're great we want to say thank you for that service we want to say do all these things do that to yourself but also yeah. when people say it to you I want you to keep it, keep it in your head all the time. Let it live in there rent free. It's the best possible thing to live in there rent free. Doesn't matter Do you know if you go gets out of control. Let it.
2: <laughs> I was going to say know what that I you know. To start <laughs> doing. Go ahead, You know when? Well, yeah. You know when someone says, "Oh my God, you look amazing," and then you might say, "Oh, you know, I was like rushed from work. So I've only just had five seconds." <laughs> yeah. I'm now trying to say thank you I just spent half an hour doing this or just just thank you rather than just to play it down what
0: were you going to say no guilty guilty for that as well like oh no it's just I'm just trying I'm trying yeah no you're doing and it's funny when someone says it to me like um or I compliment someone and that I'm really I'm trying thanks I'm trying I'm like no sis you're doing you're doing like stop saying you're trying you're actually doing and I'm acknowledging you're doing just take the compliment but it's funny when it's the other way around we all I think we all internally a little bit struggle just to be like yeah but you're right you're right take the compliment and and let it live there for a minute
2: totally I love that rent free but when someone actually gives you a compliment Mm -hmm. do you even hear it like is it just reflexive oh you know thank. like do you actually hear it, come in, as the reflexive. When someone says, how are you? You're like, how are you? Do you? You know, they're not really asking, how are you? Or you're not really answering. But do you hear it when someone says, well done that's amazing because mm. like your your, your reflexive arms be like oh you know yeah i'm trying you know i've got the kids you know like those so like do you even hear it because i don't think i do uh, you, have, you really to, have
1: to you have to I think you have to make to you have
0: yeah. to make it to totally something. yeah I think this
2: is my point i've got to take time to actually sit in it because it can be uncomfortable just to sit there going you know thanks mm,
0: thanks yeah. shit basically yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> i'm doing yeah. great thanks <laughs> Exactly. But like you said, it's just that acknowledging, just saying thanks. You don't need to, mm. there it doesn't need to be an excuse. There doesn't need to be a follow up. There doesn't need to be any self deprecation. You can just say thanks. And I've got to that point a long time ago. My ego is out of control, guys. But i got to that point <laughs> a long time ago when people say, yeah, you, you look good. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> that's it that's the end of my life. That, that's end it. I don't have anything else I have nothing else, to, have have nothing else to say I love that. Mm. Yeah.
2: and yeah. is there any yeah. awkward silence or well no they come,
1: just they just carry on, on. yeah sometimes yeah. people are like okay cool but I think my friends are used to it mm. but um but yeah they're just like yeah cool and I was like and when I sometimes when I've just said yes thanks then people are like you know what I should do that more confidently yeah like, yes you should
0: yeah. energy. <laughs> that is energy right there you know they're like yeah thank you and it's like some people when we're like looking at like huh <laughs> what? Yeah. All right, like toot your own horn type thing, or you know, know it, but yeah, yeah. own it. Actually, we need to do that a lot more.
1: Exactly. Ego yeah. on ego. <laughs> compliment. Yeah. Also, I compliment everyone. Like all, it's like as a habit of mine. I've done it since I was younger, and I've carried it on. I will stop someone in the street just to tell them their outfit looks nice because yeah. I acknowledge that someone has put in time, whether they even if they haven't put in time, even if it's a rush. And I know, especially with women, you can sometimes you can see when there's a lack of confidence in body language, or they're not sure. But all they all they may you know, they may be like walking around, sashaying their hips and looking amazing. But I think it's really important to tell people that they yeah. look great or they're doing a good job because we hear so much negative stuff all the time, or think so much negative stuff. We have you know a lot of people have a negative voice that sits in their head, just chatting shit to them all day. So I think That's it's true. good yeah. to say it. Like I actually. I was out uh, last summer during in-between lockdowns with my friend um, <laughs> He came to visit and I saw this woman from down the street. Oh my God, she was a vision. She had on this yellow silk dress and she was really far down the street. I made my friend cross the road so we could walk down and I was like, you need to hurry up before I lose her just so I could stop her and tell she looked beautiful. And then her husband said, do you know, she didn't want to wear this and she didn't want to come out and she basically, because she was pregnant, I didn't, didn't realise I couldn't see and she felt shit before coming out. And she was like, I want to go. I don't feel great. And I was like, no, you should only wear this dress. This dress, is you look unbelievable. And then I just carried on with my day. So, mm. yeah, I think it's important. You know how it makes other people feel. So when people are saying yeah. it to you, be, be really thankful and happy about it.
0: It's true. You made a good point there. Share the joy. Share <laughs> That's it. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's important.
2: And um, Yolanda, what was your childhood like? What was your relationship like with your mum?
1: You know, It's all right. It's been it's complicated at times. My yeah. mum is a complicated woman. But also I felt there's complication because, you know, racism is fun. And that does wonders. That does that does some stuff to your mental health, doesn't it? Um, yes, and it having does. to being a being a black mom, raising black children, raising black daughters particularly. And so, yeah, so it's always been it's been good. I used to actually spend more time with my nan, to be honest. I live with her. For longer because my mum had me when she was like when my mom was like 19 and um I just really like my nan so one day I just moved in and refused to leave so I had a really I have a really good relationship with had a really good relationship with her but also I have a collective of parents I have step a step mum. I have step dads that you know all the parents I have them all but luckily they're all people that really instilled confidence. It's like a real mm. thing with my family. That's so,
2: what I'm getting to. Yeah. Brilliant. So, Was it's coming from your grand, your mum, or, or every, your, your everyone, village parents? I
1: think, yeah, I think all, all my parents. So even when they don't necessarily have it, they've always been really good with praise. Not like unnecessary praise, like, well done for taking the bin out. Like, hon, you're doing what you're supposed to do. But if we, any of me and any of my siblings, we've achieved anything, they've made a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. If it's something, that's a big deal. It's all proportionate, but then they've also brought us up to just have this great baseline level of confidence. I'm not saying it's like a graphic oh. equaliser. It's not always up. It's sometimes bits are up and bits are down mm-hmm. because that's normal. But it definitely, they are They are the reason my ego is a bit much.
2: <laughs> times. So you, you, you grew up feeling seen, feeling heard.
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Always had a voice, always... Um, you know, encouraged to follow my dreams as well, which is a really big part of confidence, too. There has never been a point where my parents, my, my, my parents wanted me to believe I could do anything I wanted to do. And not like, look, like, look, come. You're not going to be a supermodel. You're not going to be, you're not going to be a singer. Your voice is just all right. That kind of thing. So it was realistic. But with everything else, so like, yeah, if you apply yourself at something, I'm just proud of you apply yourself. It doesn't matter what the outcome is. They taught me about micro goals. So it wasn't this thing of always chasing this massive, unattainable thing. They taught me about the importance of really acknowledging the little things that you can achieve, like done mm-hmm. is better than perfect, getting things done. And not being overcritical of yourself and being a perfectionist will allow you to focus on achieving those little micro goals and have this real sense of satisfaction. And that in turn will help really uphold your confidence in self-esteem. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news...
2: Comforting, warm, empowered mm-hmm. childhood. Yeah. How does that lead you then to confidence and mental health advocate? How did that jump happen?
1: Well, that jump happened. I mean, like again, I've had I've le- I've led a charmed a pretty charmed life to be fair, and again, really, really good supportive parents and family. And in 2016, I started my business again with the full support of my friends, my family, my partner, and stuff at the time. And, That's so important. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, so honestly. Important.
2: I mean, working with actors, I have so many of them who are doing this against their parents' wishes and have no family or village support and everyone wants them to go and get a trade or a stable job and they've come and (laughs) tried to walk into the arts and, you know, or I suppose like Malika, like you're doing anything freelance. You know, yeah, it makes people feel yeah, a little bit yeah. uncomfortable, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, and and try and look really stable.
1: Yeah, it's like super hard work as well. So if you haven't got that, that, that again, that all those things can affect your confidence. So it's really good to, um, again, so I'm so I'm starting from such a privileged place in terms of how full that cup is, and the fact that other people have been filling that up and then allowed me to work out how to fill it up and work it out myself. So I started my business then shortly after my nan, who the one I used to live with, she had a stroke and so that started off a journey which the very condensed version is in less than two years it it all happened nine members of my family died in different intersecting parts of my family so my mum's side my dad's side etc it started off with my dad and ended with my grandma dying and it was everything like stroke cancer like um during surgery just freak accident Mm. drowning suicide Mm. car accident it was all just pick a thing. It was all the thing. It was, it was like living in a, a like um, a episode of EastEnders for my family. And during that time, my long-term relationship of almost seven years ended. So right at the beginning is. of that, so but literally, it was like my, uh, my ex, what was I mean, towards the end of our relationship, he was like really emotionally abusive, which is easy to not notice when you are running a business and everyone is dying. And that was happening. And then he left me, even though we lived together, he left me by WhatsApp, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Ooh, oh, Even wow. when lived together.
1: Shopping. I know. Wow. Yeah. What,
2: was. what? This is just not working out. Well, we were
1: literally messaging each other about something which he would lied and said he sorted out and he hadn't. And I was like, dude, I can't. It was just literally something about paying for a flight for his brother's wedding. He told me he'd done it and then asked me, said, actually, I haven't done it. I need money. And I was like, mate, I've started a business and I've just paid to get a bunch of contracts done. You're, you're an agent, you know how expensive that is to get done. So I was investing in that and I'd just hired a new member of staff and I was like, I'm not paying for this thing because you said you'd done it and I asked you if you'd done it because of you money. Said you said like, you did. Exactly and then in that he was like, this isn't working, is it? So we had been up and down for a few weeks and kind of breaking up and getting back together but that's how he did it and was like, basically like, yeah don't, don't come home because we had two flats and then down the line I found oh. that he was also cheating on me. So Of course, why exactly? So that wow!
2: Was, is yeah. this what what span is this? This is nine months. Did you this say
1: is, so. This was um in less than two years. All of this happened oh, like, in my less God. than two years. So yeah, it was about that's a lot. It literally was about 20, 20, 19, 20 months. It all happened, and so I just that is just kick, after anything, kick after kick after kick after kick. And, and so I in, yeah.
2: In that up period, up. are you on the bathroom floor? I was. Well, you can't look a little bit. I was, well, I was bit running. Down.
1: I was running my incredibly successful business in the day, like a robot, like a mental robot, mm. then at night time, I was just crying, just yeah. all the time.
2: So almost like numb to it in the day, getting oh, yeah, through it, I had stuff to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah then, of course.
1: also then supporting my family through it because it was my parents that lost their parents as well within that span. They needed support and I'm the eldest. So there's probate, there's legal stuff, there's selling houses, there's property, there's family yeah. arguments um obviously mm-hmm. like hospitals so many hospital yeah. visits paying a fortune for travel and so i had in so the reason it got to the whole mental health and everything of it was was during that time i was like i have to have therapy i cannot do this so i had two separate therapists i had one for grief and then ended up having one for my breakup as well because i needed to process all these things because i was like i had i had chronic insomnia for 2 years and mm. to be fair on and off after for a while as well so i was basically mental is the only way I can describe it because I had to be manic in the day then I would just crash out at night time and then there was one period of it where I didn't leave the house no word of a lie because you know delivery people know this now because of lockdown but I already tried and tested that because I didn't leave the house for about 40 days I just didn't go wow. anywhere there's delivery Amazon bought me my stuff and I have my groceries delivered wow. and it was like my friends had to try to make me get out of the house uh, I just um, didn't realize
2: in that 40 days, were you like getting up and having a shower, putting on clean pants, or um, some of the time it, like it was great in your dressing gown? Do you
1: know what? I was actually, it was weird. It was like I was, there were some things I was incredibly functional on. So I was mm. doing things like doing my hair, brush your teeth. having a yeah. shower, things like that. And then I, where there were moments where I was laughing, whatever else, but then the rest of it, I just re- didn't, I just refused to leave the house the rest of the time. I was like, I don't And need were there moments when you anywhere. wanted
2: to leave the house?
1: Yeah. I, to be honest I don't even I didn't really notice it was, it was none, my friend that told me yeah my mate told my friend Helen told me I didn't know I was just finishing work like definitely overwork finishing work and then I was I was exhausted as well because I had insomnia so mm. I couldn't I didn't have the energy so then sometimes I was just like sitting down in the house and just watching tv I just just did nothing um and then just cried <laughs> a lot as well just cried was this, just can cried I check, was this the during
0: the lockdown period too some no, of no. That this is in, before
1: like, this So this is before, down,
0: before. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you were just really stuck Practicing in the forward. house and not even <laughs> yeah. and not even <laughs> budging. Do you mm-hmm. feel like well, you say you didn't notice, but do you feel like that period of time? Like, let me flip it on you now. What did mm-hmm. that period of time, looking back, given your tips, mm-hmm. teach you about acknowledging all the shit because you were in it, not realizing? Mm-hmm you were yeah. in that state of just work go like you know like a robot and then doing your orders and then okay this is functional I can do this but coming out of that fast forward to now looking back on that yeah. what how did you then how could you turn that around and, and tell us how what you yeah. learned from that situation
1: well well there was so much I learned I mean mm. through therapy and just looking back at it so like I said I had ther- two different types of therapy because not only did I have to acknowledge that everyone had died and it was a bit messed up I had to acknowledge that my partner had left me my partner had cheated on me and then also then he was emotionally abusive for two years which I didn't realize again it was a friend that pointed it out and she was like look if it had gone if I I started to notice things if I'd noticed more I would have told your parents basically it was but luckily your relationship ended at that point so Mm -hmm. it was also acknowledging that that I'd not allowed in my head. I'm using the word allowed, knowing that isn't what's happened, the case. Yeah. But it yeah. was acknowledging that I had allowed someone to treat me so poorly, mm-hmm. and I just didn't notice, and I made excuses for it. And one of the things I think, the main thing I learned during that time is grief is hard. It's central yeah. to your life, and. There was a great a video I saw, and it's like, if your life is a circle, when grief happens, that whole circle fills up with scribble. It's all over the place. It's messy. That's, that circle of scribble never gets smaller, but mm. life expands, and then there is room around it. And when lots of people die or lots of things happening, it's also the end of a relationship is also grief,
2: grief yeah. that
1: scribble just got bigger and bigger, and it became larger than life. So I had to really wait for that circle to expand. And yeah. I had to learn to allow myself to feel, I had to learn to allow myself not to feel shame about my, mm. my ex-partner leaving me. I didn't tell anyone for a year that didn't <laughs> know me well. I was mm. too ashamed. I was like, this person left me. So, and I knew I hadn't done anything wrong, but I just wouldn't tell anyone. Whereas yeah. now I'm just like, this is what he did. He's a bit trashy, but he's, he's all right now. He's a bit trashy though. He had his moments. Mm. Whereas I wouldn't have been able to say that out loud before. I couldn't even admit it to myself. Um, and another thing I learned about grief is because it's it's hard for you and it's hard for others to look at. They start to, I suppose, reflect on their own mortality, the mortality of their family. It's mm. just difficult to look at, be a part of. It's hard to rationalise, and it's incredibly hard to help people through. And it you lose friends. Enough, a lot, a lot of people tell you when some when you have grief, particular grief, like really strong grief, whether you like it or not, you are gonna lose some friends. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn to be okay with that. So that was, again, more grief added into it. And why? Because some people are dickheads, <laughs> frankly, some people, are, <laughs> some people are great. And some people are dickheads. And it kind of yeah. reinforced that it's hard being like I said before, it's hard being a black woman. Society demands strength and service all the time while rejecting your vulnerability. And that is why some of those friendships broke down, particularly with with some white women because I was like oh yes of course I am your magical black negro friend of course that you're (laughs) shit when I need you (laughs) kind of thing because they they uh, they believe those stereotypes and those tropes etc but on the flip side of that what it did to other friendships was this I formed such an incredible bond with other people and that was amazing and that is the, I suppose the main thing that came out of all of this is actually the festival of confidence. Amazing. That's what came out Amazing. of it. Come on winning. Yeah. Winning. Yeah. So yeah, that's what came out of it. Cause so I was like, okay, so during this time I was like, like you said, you're an agent and you are, it's, you observe so much of life. You work in fitness. You observe so much in life. You observe so much of, of like, I don't know. It's just like constant people watching. Mm. And I had these clients who were insanely beautiful, like the face of Mac kind of they literally are one of the faces of Mac was one of them and she had no confidence no confidence at all and I didn't understand it exactly so before everyone died I'd already started looking into it and working out how I could boost their confidence and then during that time I learned that actually sometimes mine needs to be boosted too and
0: and who's there I
1: yeah exactly (laughs) and who was there to do it Mm. but women women were there it Mm. was women Mm. that were in my life already and brand new women and they came in at different points focused on different things not consciously because women do this subconsciously and and all those different people brought me right back up to where I used Mm -hmm. to be and it was then I was like okay I want to do an event because these women helped me at my difficult time how can I make this a thing so there is a community of women because we do it all the time I really reject the narrative of Women should adjust each other's, like, adjust each other's crowns instead of being critical, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. I don't know who... Look, a man made that shit up because women have been doing that for ages. When haven't we been there for each other? Mm -hmm. What the hell do you think a fucking coven is? We've always been doing this. We don't need to be reminded. You do it automatically, and that is what this reinforces. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and then that's how the festival came about, all these different pillars of life and just amazing women to boost to boost you, to help you gain confidence, to make you talk about it. And that's where that's, and that is my story. That's dope. That's dope. Take a bow.
0: Do you know what's dope though as well? You know, always, yeah, always when I talk to people and even myself, I can vouch for this. When you go through grief and when you go through trauma, oh my gosh like when you get out the other side there's always a success story that is born and bred out of that grief and trauma so although you're going through it at the time you think no nah, this is too much I can't I can't do it I can't cope or like you said you tunnel vision it out you don't even realize but you step out of that and what comes out of that is just it's magic it's dope it's shit that's what it is. it is yeah it is it is, it is. It really I mean is. I spend
2: my day listening to redemption stories in my in my private time, you know, I, li- I listen to people on the bottom, uh, on the floor, mm-hmm. and how do you get up? Is, is there a way to get there without being on your deathbed, without being in hospital, without going through grief? Is there a way to learn these lessons, to understand all this goodness can we can we do it without struggling?
1: Yeah, I think we absolutely can. I think I, I don't know if you saw that viral tweet a little while ago where it talked about I just don't want to struggle anymore I just want to be let me be vulnerable let me let us have our range of emotions and mm-hmm. let us have our range of everything without thinking that we have to first struggle in order to achieve anything and I think how we can learn that is by listening to other people's stories but also by being more in tune with yourself and your needs and there was a point like I said it got it got really bad. the stuff around me. Was was rock bottom inducing stuff, but I don't feel like I quite got to rock bottom. Luckily, I was like, okay, enough of this now. Something I need, to, I need help. That was the main mm-hmm. thing, really. It's acknowledging that you need help. And now I, now I like go to reg- like therapy on and off just for like, oh, I might be having like a bad day or a bad week, or I just want to, I don't know, just unload. I mm-hmm. may be having a good time and I want to tell someone about it. That's, I think it's that the tools are there. We just, think we don't need them. And when you're looking after your mental health and when you're looking after yourself,
2: mm-hmm. you've got to
1: remember, it's, you don't do it when stuff's broken. You do it all the time so it doesn't break. Like the way you look after your physical health, do it mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think that is how you can get to those places without having to lose everything. I think the reason why so many success stories come out of those places is because it pulls stuff into sharp focus in a way that other things don't. And yes. I don't think I—I I was considering that event before I've thought about it. I may have not got there. I genuinely needed that terrible stuff to happen because then it made me reassess what is important in life. And I was like, I work too much. I was—I was—I got to I was ashamed to tell people that someone else cheated on me. I didn't cheat. What, what the fuck am I ashamed of? So you know, it was—I was like, uh, everything is out of balance. And so it was about balancing myself and realizing that work, like work-life and life balance, isn't just about working and playing. It's also about looking after myself, looking after mental health, but just leaning into being truthful mm-hmm. with myself and others about what's going on too. That
2: was beautiful. Everything you just said, <laughs> beautiful. I think, I think the um, the idea to constantly work on it like you would the gym, Mm -hmm. like you would meditation, like you would healthy eating, to not binge, like just binge therapy when you're in real times of distress or trauma, Mm -hmm. to have that constant flow of support. Yeah, Yeah. that sounds glorious. And it's just, I suppose, prioritizing that. So where you might spend money here, take it from there and actually sit down and do it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Especially Especially as black women as well. We are under such huge amounts of strain all the time that we don't mm-hmm. realize and we have been bred to think that we're strong again that strong of service i cannot say that enough because we mm-hmm. don't we need to acknowledge that we need to know that and we need to know that we are entitled to our full range of emotions and full yep. range of of life we don't need to fit into those two things fuck being strong and fuck being of service serve yourself everyone else can fucking serve themselves frankly we're not we're not the magical friend of white people or whatever else you You can just be their friend you don't have to be the magical one and we always yeah enough,
0: enough (laughs) (laughs) enough yeah Yeah. Yeah, exactly see strong women as as a as a term like mm. uh, we've all kind of like had thrust upon us like you're feeling a bit down you yeah. oh but you're strong you're strong mm-hmm. black women and you you're so strong babe it's like yeah I am but you know what I'm I'm feeling a bit weak right mm. now and I'm tired and I'm vulnerable mm-hmm. and I'm emotional and I should be able yeah. to feel like that why can't I feel mm. like that oh no but you're strong come on exactly. come on mm. anyway yeah. i feel and you <laughs>
1: the interpretation of strong what even mm. is strong as well because actually what is being strong is admitting that you need is help being vulnerable exactly. exactly being vulnerable so let's th- let's dash that whole trope into a fucking volcano I know. Enough. know yeah
0: the yeah. resilient yeah. the yeah. resilient crew you know what you i mean like nothing can come you against you you're resilient no mm-hmm. actually no Do you know what i need help put my hands up i need it and being able to say that is yeah. super super important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly
1: and it'll make other people uncomfortable it did in my life which again which is why it was so hard for some people to continue to be my friend because they mm. couldn't deal with that vulnerability and I was like well if you can't deal with my vulnerability then truly can't with me." I was about to swear again go away <laughs> <laughs> truly your go yes and yeah and because yeah because <laughs> I like to sometimes I like to announce my departure like an airport I was like you you're the shit bye <laughs> so, mm, in a message, it. it was slightly longer than that, but that's basically what I said. Mm. I was like, "Yeah, you're terrible people, and you behaved appallingly I hope, Done. hope you're ashamed of yourselves. Yes, yeah, so.
2: <laughs> oh. Thank
1: you so, so much for
2: sharing. So, what's your takeaway, Malika? What, what are you going to be changing? Anything going to be changing from today? Anything going to be doing differently? Do you
0: know what? This was this was just a dope convo and a dope refresher for me. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like you know therapy popped up again and I've been to therapy before and I went when I was at rock bottom and I was finding things really really hard and then I stopped and I'm thinking you know that refresher for me is probably like accessing that again now things are like much calmer so they don't get you know back to a place where like you say you're fighting and struggling every day and you don't really even realize you are until you know you're three months out of it so Mm -hmm. for me it'll probably be picking up that element of self-care again um, as well as fitness, mm-hmm. which is like second nature to me and, and everything else I do, I burn my incense, I do my candles and I'm very like, I set my environment for my zen and I like to do that a lot because that helps me on a daily basis to get out, get my fresh air, do my fitness. But then like, in my home, I like to create, the kids already know, like they just oh, I like the candles, mum, yes. Thanks, should burn the incense? Yes, please mm-hmm. do. And, you know, I like to create that environment at home of just calm and zen and peace, you know, being at peace. So, yeah, but that therapy element and talking, talking to someone, mm-hmm. it's important, you know. Yes, I love that. Not just your girls too, because you talk to your friends all the time, but, I mean, actually speaking to someone professional and just venting, yeah. it's nice. It's nice to do. Someone
2: it. outside your circle. That's right. Someone... Yeah, I think that's nice. I took mm. that down. Just the consistency of the mental health awareness mm. rather than just having it when you're in a crisis 100%. or having it after a, a relationship breakdown mm-hmm. or breakup yep. or losing a job or family dying. Mm. Like, let's just try it when you feel like everything's relatively stable. Yeah. I also took the micro goals. I think that was really nice mm. to not just think, well, still dream big and dream bigger, yeah. but also what micro goals can we achieve? and acknowledging that those goals matter yeah. and that, that you've achieved yeah. something. Praise. What, what, I, what I really took, the the life mask analogy, wicked, right? I understand it intellectually, put the mask on yourself, save yourself first. Emotionally, mm-hmm. I find that very, very difficult to do. Even practically where I'm just like, come on, let's get the kids out first. I will have the shower Last you will eat the scraps, you know? And I, I find that really, really difficult. So I wanna I need to take a moment with that. Mm-hmm. But um also the compliment thing. If anybody else says yeah. a compliment, I'm gonna try and take it and not dampen it down or belittle it afterwards, like, well, you know, just chucked it on away. Yeah, it just came from work and I'm gonna try that one.
1: I'll be yeah, taking that say- one too. <laughs> just say thank you just yeah. say thank you that's it yeah just
2: thank you and then silence yeah
1: mm-hmm. just say thank you or just or even thank you I really appreciate it like that as well I really appreciate it thank you mm. I really appreciate it like yeah because oh. yeah that's that's how yeah you know, like the rest of the time being a lingerie flaunter I literally take I take off my clothes for money as well but I couldn't do that without a really high level of confidence so I get people messaging me all the time say you look great and I'm like yeah thanks <laughs> I, I know I'm not even being a dick I know yeah. <laughs> like people pay me clothes up. it's reinforced by that don't get me wrong but also mm. I already felt good in the first phase and I love fitness I love the gym like yeah I work hard that's
0: and right I know. it's true but absolutely so yeah
1: <laughs> and Yolanda
2: for any mums listening that might be struggling right now what would you like to say to them
1: I would say you know, we talked about micro goals and everything else i'll say done is better than perfect please stop beating yourselves up and, and like you were saying it's def- difficult to separate in like intellectually you know emotionally it's hard to do that you know what if you prioritize yourself what do you think is going to happen no- nothing is going to happen by the way like if you think you t- if you took your shower first what do you think <laughs> is going to happen you know you can take a shower quickly So why, why can't you take it first? I
2: have no idea. There there literally isn't anything.
1: Your your kid isn't going to lose anything from you just having a bit of toast first (laughs) and then operating on a fully charged battery. It's like you do enough the rest of the time so that they are, they have a level of self-sufficiency and so they can survive if you turn around for 10 seconds and do something for yourself. So again, I know it's difficult and I'm saying this as a person that has no children, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I being the eldest of six, and my, mm-hmm. you know, I'm almost 40, and my youngest sister is 19 years old, so I truly have seen like everything happen. And, kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what happens to mm. an older sister, isn't it?
0: That's right, but, you raise the siblings, yeah, you know, you know,
1: exactly. You just have to take that time and make it part of your schedule. You know, if you've got this military operation, that's cool. So from 6:00, 6, 6 a.m. to six oh four. 04 that's your four minutes why is it anyone else's they don't need it they have enough minutes
2: <laughs> so yeah amazing amazing thirsty, and yolanda yeah. what what's next for you
1: and uh, what's next is working out when we'll do the next festival of confidence so waiting to see what happens with Ooh. the with the roan um, and then just cracking on cracking on with work and working out and taking my clothes off more that's pretty much my plan so yeah, <laughs> fun times, good times, love it. And how can we stay connected with everything you're up to? And um, if you follow me on Instagram um, at and it's Yoki CS Y O K I C S, I update there about the other things I'm doing. But you'll also find the links to my other businesses and stuff as well. And, and you see some amazing yeah. lingerie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mainly this mainly on other people's pages, but if you're lucky, you'll turn up and you'll see my tips. It's great. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So if anybody would like to join the Dope Black Moms private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Mums. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. 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 Dope Black Mums.
0: Hold up.